Sefer Bereshit, Harshat Vayera, on knowing the right sacrifices. Of all the events that take place in Parshat Vayera, the most unforgettable has to be the Akedah, or the binding of Isaac. To rewind a bit, in Genesis chapter 15, God tells a childless Abraham that his descendants will eventually be as numerous as the stars. And yet, Avraham and Sarah are, in what seems cruel, made to wait until they are about 190 years old to have their own child, Yitzchak, Isaac. By the time we get to chapter 22 in our Parsha, it starts to feel even more senseless. God infamously says to Avraham, Take your son, your favored one, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the heights that I will point out to you. And Avraham actually does it. The Torah tells us chillingly, they arrived at the place of which God had told him. Avraham built an altar there. He laid out the wood. He bound his son Isaac. He laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Avraham picked up the knife to slay his son. Only by verse 11 can one let out a sigh of relief. Then a messenger of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Avraham, Avraham. And he replied, here I am. Do not raise your hand against the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your favored one, from me. Further perplexing readers, God's response to Avraham's actions is a happy one. For the Jewish people, Avraham's willingness to sacrifice his son is supposed to be an immensely positive development. By myself, I swear, the Lord declares, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your favored one, I will bestow my blessing upon you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars of heaven and the sands on the seashore, and your descendants shall seize the gates of their foes. All the nations of the earth shall bless themselves by your descendants, because you have obeyed my command. All of this leaves us with a lot to figure out. What do we make of this story? The first possible read, maybe the plainest interpretation of the text, is that Avraham is a hero, willing to sacrifice his own moral reasoning in service of divine command. Obedience to God comes before everything. This is what the Christian philosopher famously called the teleological suspension of the ethical, Soren Kierkegaard. Many traditional Jews, such as Rabbi Joseph Soloveitchik, could sign on to something like this view. On the other hand of the spectrum, still completely within the boundaries of Jewish interpretation, is the opinion that Avraham misunderstood what God was saying. And of course, God would never command such a thing. According to the Raubag, Gersonides, the great medieval rationalist from Provence, God wasn't telling Avraham to sacrifice Isaac. God was telling Avraham to take Isaac up to witness a sacrifice so that he would know how to serve God later on. 
Many since Freud have talked about the Oedipus complex, the idea that children have a desire to destroy their parents. But here we have the Isaac complex, where there may be a subconscious desire in some parents to destroy their children. Some just feel called to it, even when they're not. Another option is to note the moral direction in which God is pushing the Jewish people. This is not just the first, but the last time God calls for a child sacrifice. And God calls it off before it can happen. Perhaps God is making it entirely clear to the world that never again will you sacrifice a child in the name of God. Or any in the name of any God, really. Later, Judaism progresses away from even animal sacrifice. Maybe it is the case that God meets the people where they're at and instructs them morally from there. No matter what the interpretation we accept, none of us like to imagine ourselves into the story, either into the position of Abraham or of Isaac. But if we lower the temperature, knowing that we'll, we will never find ourselves in a situation in which God commands us to kill our own child, we can ask ourselves, how is this story morally relevant for us today? I offer two approaches. First, we can examine the moral challenge of how far we're willing to go and how much we're willing to sacrifice for what we believe in most deeply. Whatever we're fighting for in the world, whatever we love most, how much are we willing to give from our time, our resources, and our lives at large? We are not asked to sacrifice our children, but for the sake of the improvements we hope to see in the world, we are asked to sacrifice some things. Sometimes it takes a bit of introspection to know what they are. Alternatively, in light of the Raubog's reading, we can think in the opposite direction. How much of what we cherish most do we mistakenly put up on the altar in blind pursuit of our goals? Or because we're misunderstanding what we're called to do? In what ways do we sacrifice our children for our own professional fulfillment? In what ways do we sacrifice humanity's children based on our inaction on global threats to their future, such as climate change and nuclear warfare, because we're preoccupied with other goals? What do we misguidedly put on the altar by not understanding and internalizing the will of God? When we reduce the stakes, it is easy for all of us to think of ourselves as Yitzchak, remembering times we've been victimized, exploited, or made a pawn in someone else's religious or personal enterprise. But we must remember the Torah also may inspire us to put ourselves in the position of Abraham. When God put Abraham to the test, seemingly commanding him to sacrifice what he loved most, Abraham's answer was, here I am. And when Abraham ha had his knife in hand, ready to slay Isaac, and God called on him to stop, his answer was the same. Here I am. Our task is to listen for that voice of God. Shabbat Shalom.